What is up, cool cats of the interwebs? This is Haley bringing another episode of the Buy It, Try It, or Deny It podcast for June 2020. Rolling into this, we do have a special guest today, and I'll introduce them first. We got our writer, Kate. Hi. And then after that, you know, it's just our normal crew of Brennan and Mike. What's up? Hello. Wow, they sound so depressed. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> let's start it off with the games that we are going to be talking about for June. So I'm going to start it off with the Xenoblade Chronicles um, Definitive Edition. It is a JRPG. It's developed and published um, by Monolith Soft and Nintendo. It's coming to the Switch, and you can catch that coming out tomorrow on May 29th. I'm so it's incredibly awesome. excited. Yes. Wait, what? it's awesome. Like, oh, you've, Mike, have you played the original? I played the original. Okay. All right. So, I've only played, I've only played the second one. Uh, I didn't, I didn't play the second one. I only played uh, the one that they're redoing for tomorrow. Right. Oh man, this. Uh, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time with the second one. I keep hearing really good things about this one. So, I'm like, excited that every time they talk about the epilogue, it's getting longer and longer. Like, they first said it was going to be a couple hours, and now they said the new epilogue is like 10 to 12 hours. Yeah, yeah which I'm is hearing like, it's its own little mini game now. They keep adding more, more time to it. That's, that's like, I feel like that's what you want in a definitive edition. You want, like, not that you want just the base game, but then, like, something a little more on the side. Hell yeah. I'm, like, really excited for this whole definitive package. Especially because, like, it was only when you played it, Mike. It was on the 3DS, right? Uh, or, no, it was the Wii, right? It was it on was the, Wii the Wii. First. Yeah, when I I couldn't play it on the 3DS because like you needed a new 3DS or whatever. Could not, could not play it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was unfortunate. Because you needed now, the uh, the extra little analog stick, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Do we have any confirmation if the best way of early game leveling up is still going to be pushing squirrels off a bridge? Because that's what I want to know. It better be. I mean, that was... I mean, gotta, I saw, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, you gotta do. for being on the bridge in the first place. Exactly. Leave those squirrels alone, Mike. Leave them alone. Hey man, if it's how to level up in the beginning, gotta do what you gotta do. Like I said, I stand by it. Shulk is the man. I mean, you could end up so overleveled so early into the game. I mean, those squirrels are heroes. Their, their sacrifice is not forgotten. I'll take that. Mike, when when do we get to see a shirtless shulk from, uh, from a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? When can I see my boy shirtless? I don't remember what part he's shirtless in. God damn it, Mike. You're it's supposed to have that here. time stamp down, Mike. Dude, shit, shit's been like 10 years. Come on we, now. We rely on you for these things. You're it's really down. been there. Well, that, that, that was your first mistake. Wow. No, I mean, I only ask because, like, yeah, I just think it's a little funny that that was, like, the one costume they included for him. I'm, again, I know nothing about the first one, so I'm only asking. Like, I think it was, like, his uh, his swim trunk costume or something was yeah. how you could get him shirtless. I don't so remember what heart, but I know that it was a swim trunk, and then it wasn't Shulk, but one of the guys was actually stronger if he was in his shirtless uh, version. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm gonna. All right. So it's probably like a, like a costume of some kind. Maybe not like a. No, it was I'm an armor. Kind of, 
think it was like an armor or like a no yeah. no it was a costume but it was specifically you weren't wearing armor and then there was a guy who got stronger if he wasn't wearing armor so him being shirtless was like really actually good combat wise that's actually dope i'm i like shit like that little tiny things like that that's so i mean as someone who judges look uh, armor and and costumes and games entirely by the aesthetic and not whether they're actually good put everyone in their swim trunks honestly Oh yeah, some trunk run. That's not yeah. a bad idea. You don't want to see Roadhog from uh, Overwatch in his swim trunks. Hey, I mean, sure. Oh yeah. Do I, I really don't feel comfortable right now. Um, uh, I I don't want to see this person in their swim trunks. Uh, Why not? Because I don't even know who they are. Well, that's fair. I'm, I'm just curious about fucking Shulk in his stupid Smash costume. Shulk did have some of the best Smash looks. He did, and I feel bad that that's like the only way that I'm like familiar with his character. But I guess that's the same thing with a I'm lot of people who play like, Smash. A stupid question: Is he in the latest Smash Bros? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like they, I don't know what came out first, Smash Bros or Xenoblade Two. I forget when Xenoblade Two actually like came out. Um. I don't remember. I don't know, but I remember picking that up kind of early, and I remember really liking just the aesthetic. I wasn't really too much of a fan of the big titty anime girls. I mean, obviously, as, as a as a heterosexual male, like sure, it's kind of cool for a little bit, but after a while, you're just like these proportions are just like they're just like balloons. Like, man, like this is just kind of weird. If someone walks in on me playing this, they're gonna be like, dude, why are you playing like a porn anime game? You know? And I'm like, I'm not. I swear, it's the plot. I'm, and so this one, I'm kind of looking for the, you know, the small titty anime girls. So no one has any, no one has any calls when they come You really her. should be playing Xenoblade for, for Ricky. He, he's the, like, orange blob thing that's an assist trophy in Smash with the long ears. He's so cute. Oh, we were, um, um, you were talking to us about that in the chat. He's, like, 40. And I didn't realize that. Like, even though I was familiar with the story of Xenoblade, I didn't realize that he's, like, 40 years old and has 11 kids. So, um, the orange blob's got game. That's awesome. He's the hero <laughs> pong, right? The hero he, pong? Some, something like that. But he's he's orange. He looks like an egg with very long ears. And he's a really annoying... I love him, but he's an annoying assist trophy in Smash where he can freeze you. He can put you to sleep. He can trip you. That's actually like my life in a nutshell. <laughs> Without the eleven kids, because yeah, I was gonna say they don't, <laughs> ain't they got nobody for that. He's introduced me to your eleven children <laughs> that I didn't know about. No, no, fifteen years. Kaylee's gonna have eleven kids. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. I will have a small army consisting of two esports teams that are my children. <laughs> What? Yes. Oh my god. Those are my children. That's how I'm making in life. I'm gonna just have really successful esports teams. There we go. They're gonna make a version of the sound of music about your kids, but instead of the Von Trapp family singers, it's gonna be like the Haley family esports team. Uh, we gotta work on the name, but we're getting there. We're getting somewhere. That's my game plan here. Yeah, that's a, a sound of music for the 2020s. <laughs> 
mean, it's either that or I somehow get my dumb ass on a reality show. So I'm going to take the easy way and just make an esports team. If you have 11 kids, you might end up on Jerry Springer. I'll know who my baby daddy is. That's the only sad thing. Yeah. Forget your shirtless boys. Forget your girls, however big or small their chest might be. Ricky is where it's at. He's adorable <laughs> and somehow has more game than I will ever have. He'll be on the party. He's on my party confirmation already. I got Shulk and Ricky. Those are the boys. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, of parties, before we sit here and just talk about Smash all day. <laughs> Smash all day. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh my god. I had to. <laughs> Listen. Oh. My pun game is killer. I don't know why. Uh, we're it... gonna we're gonna talk about The Last of Us Part 2. Um slide it in real quick uh it's an action adventure it's published by naughty dog and sony um it's coming out on the ps4 and that is coming out on june 19th and my boyfriend matt has already said that i have to take my ps4 to his house that's fair i mean i don't blame him it got plenty of i mean it's it's it had what is what two or three official delays on the release date before it's finally coming out i don't remember i just know the latest one was in like february or march after uh COVID hit yeah so he he's been waiting long enough Haley. to be <laughs> fair he has been waiting yeah so the the whole story is is i traded in my ps3 for ps4 and i got the last of us with the dlc um bundled into the playstation 4 so I met Matt, and Matt was like, oh, I want to play The Last of Us, because he was an Xbox guy at the time, and he's like, that looks really cool. He played it for four weeks straight every single weekend that he came to visit me at college. That's what he did. And he eventually beat it, and he cried. Lost dedication. Yeah, you know, those are the kinds of emotions this game gives you. Was he dating you, or was he dating the PlayStation? Uh, apparently he was dating my PlayStation. Well, apparently, yeah. I think he's still dating me for my PlayStation, so... I mean, don't fix if it ain't broke, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes Look, a man's got his priorities. People have strong <laughs> opinions about The Last of Us. Um, the... The game is the, the source of my current favorite meme, which is their very... Have you guys seen the very inf infamous comment about um when the very first trailer for the last of us 2 came out and one of the infamous top comments on the first trailer was i gotta say and i'm sure everyone will agree with me ellie looks a thousand times more bad a than that blonde guy gary what kills the monsters <laughs> so uh more ellie more badass than some blonde named gary who's the blonde story named gary what <laughs> Am I missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's almost part two. Looks pretty good. <laughs> uh, Highly anticipated. We yeah, I think it's going to be the bigger here. games of the year. And I got to pre-order my copy. I'm, do we know if Joel is alive or dead or what's going on with him? He's in the trailers. Um, he's alive. He does not look good, but he is alive. Do we know yet if we can pet the terrifying looking dogs from the trailers is what I want to know. I don't want to pet murderous dogs. That's a no-no. It's a no-go in my book. No murderous dogs. That's like, don't pet the zombies. They're going to bite you. 
that all dogs in game should be pedophile, even if they want to kill you. Um, my character's hands disagree. <laughs> Not trying to please no fingers. I mean, there's an entire rating system that rates games based on whether or not you can pet dogs. So the real question is, where is The Last of Us 2 going to fall on this rating system, given that it contains dogs? You could feed you dogs probably... Doritos in Assassin's Creed. Wait. Oh, yeah, you can. I think that should be number one, but that's just me. Well, for dog pet ability? For being able to feed dogs Doritos. <laughs> True. Oh my god. Oh yeah. We stand Doritos in whatever Assassin's Creed 3. Was it Assassin's Creed 3 or Black Flag? One of those. Whichever, I did not play either of those games. Whichever era that was. Uh, I mean... This looks cool. I'm very curious to know where they're taking the story um, and what's really going on with Ellie. Is this the last one? Are we like, is it over after this? Do we know? I don't no think clue. we know one way mm. or another. Yeah, I'm just curious where this story is going to go. Um, first one made me cry, so it's kind of like, I don't know if I got those emotions, you know? Mm. Dude, I totally feel like I'm missing out on like the big thing, like, I still haven't played the first one. So I just, everyone's sitting here like, oh my god, it's the best shit ever. And I'm like, I'm worried that it's one of those games that's been in development for so long and people have gotten so hyped. I mean, it's been a six year, six, almost seven years since the first game. I'm worried that it's not going to live up to what people have been expecting. See? I just think the hype has been, allow been allowed to get so huge. I'm that's completely right. I'm sort of hoping they, like, pull out a God of War comeback, and it's like the first one was good, but let's make this follow-up one, like, so much better. So, I'm sort of Okay, hoping... but who's the best video game dad, Joel or Kratos? <laughs> I mean, the one with the bigger muscles, of course. I mean, Joel, apparently. Just look at that beard. No. Oh, no. In instead oh, of instead of uh, Smash Bros, the next crossover we get instead of a fighting game, which would be just a bunch of video game like moms and dads getting together to share pictures of their kids. <laughs> Hire me. This is a perfect game idea. <laughs> and when Joel strung off his kids, and this is when Ellie killed this one guy, and this is when he she killed the other guy. We could get Joel. We could get Kratos. We could get Bowser in there. Uh... Oh. That is a whole family fiesta. That's what, yeah, you know, that's what we'll call it. Family fiesta. <laughs> family photo fiesta. Yeah. Photo fiesta. You collect and trade, like, pictures of, of other video game dads, Someone's kids. Someone's going to steal this idea. There, there could be a dad joke minigame who can tell the best dad joke. If you don't make this game, like, right now, and somebody else does... I'll be sorely disappointed, but also you heard this video game idea here first on BTD. Yeah. So hire me, Game us. Studios. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> I will just make games about dads exchanging photos of their children, and it'll have Joel and and Kratos and Bowser and uh, God, who else in video games is even a dad? I feel like there are more. Oh, uh, the Bioshock guy. <laughs> 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 a lot of weird dads um anyway this okay. is not what this podcast is about sorry <laughs> listen i am all for it but uh to get back to the last of us part two yeah sorry no you're all good all good we go off track all the time that's all this time. podcast 
I, it, if we don't, it doesn't feel right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing if, uh, obviously Haley's not hosting it if it's not going off the rails. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm excited for it. I don't know. I, I don't really have much to say about it just because I didn't play the first one. Like, I watched it played, obviously, because my boyfriend played it and he was super into it. Uh, we didn't get a lot of Ellie in the first game. So, I'm yeah. very curious to know and to see where they take her and more of her backstory and more of who she is because you don't really get to experience her too much because you're playing as Joel the whole entire time. And in the in the DLC, it's like you play as her and you do get to experience a little bit of her. So I'm curious to see where they go with that and how they continue to develop her as a character. Um, but also what they're doing with Joel. Because clearly he's in the trailer, like Mike said, like he's alive. Um, but he's not in the whole thing. So all I know about what they're doing with Joel is that Troy Baker is excited. The guy who voices him. Yeah. He's He's been speaking very highly of whatever he got to do and or say in the game. See, the way that, like, takes me is, is I, I still potentially could see him as dying. But if he dies, I feel like he'll, from what you guys said, with the voice actor being so excited, he might get an honorable death. Like, it might not just be like, oh, psh. He just got shot in the head. That's the end of him. Like, it could potentially be honorable. Maybe him sacrificing himself for Ellie in some sort of way. Or him even just, I don't know, making it to the end of the game and then just being like, oh, natural causes. And he floats away into the darkness. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could he could survive as well. But do we also know why they decided to focus on Ellie the second time around? Like, if Joel has a grandiose story, why not focus on him the second time and why her? I don't know. I just know in this game, somebody fucks her over and that's why she's doing what she's doing. Um, but I don't know why they chose Ellie instead of Joel, especially with the development that Joel gets in the first one. It's incredible. And I actually wanted to see more of that. Yeah, that's something I'm definitely... And I feel like, as you know, once we can play the game, we'll be able to understand why they picked Ellie. I mean, uh, the one thing that I that I think they might have chosen her for is maybe age. Joel's a lot older now, depending on how many years have passed. Clearly, he's looking rough. I mean, if he's in his, I don't know, 50s or 60s, he's not going to move the way he used to when he was in his 30s. Do we have a confirmation of how many years have passed? Now that I think about it off the top of my head, I don't know how long it's... Okay. Okay, so it's not that many, but still, the guy's looking ragged, and he's been through Um, Yeah, from what what we've seen of him, he's definitely not looking at his best. Yeah, and from a gameplay stance, I see picking Ellie being a little smarter, because they show, you know, um, in the last, the state of play that happened recently, they show she's able to climb things, she's able to jump in ways Joel wasn't just because she's so much younger than him and more agile. So from a gameplay standpoint, I understand that because it allows the developers to do a little bit more as far as exploring the world and coming up with creative ways of um, dealing with issues. Mm, Yeah. That's probably huge. I definitely agree with that. Also, it's like if they wanted to go to a third one, they could roll easily into a third one and age her up a couple years again and still not have any issues 
Whereas, again, depending on how old Joel is, you age him up another five years, he might be pushing 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if it's only five years uh, between the first one and the second one, that puts Ellie at like 18 or 19. So still very much the young side of things. And also removes a little bit of the weirdness of your potential weirdness of controlling this very, very young, like 12, 13 year old child in such a dangerous world. I feel like it also, just story wise, um, it allows them to expand and develop her as a character. So we see her when she's younger and now we get to see her thoughts and how her views have changed now that she's a lot older and you know the the character that she's developing into um and how the world is through her eyes which i think will be very interesting um and how she's taking everything because you know she's actually grown up through this apocalypse and it's like joel was already 20 or so when it started i honestly i'm throwing out random numbers for his age because i don't know how old he is but ageless eternal there we go but you know he was already halfway through his life cycle by the time this hit so there's another thing there too it's just it's very reminiscent to me of um, uh telltales like the walking dead how at first it was you know you were playing as lead and you were carrying after clementine you know joel and and then obviously something happens to lee and then the subsequent seasons have you in control of of Clementine, but it was very much, I feel like, a deliberate kind of design choice. Almost to what Haley said, and let, it like breeds a new perspective. Um, you have like this, it puts you as a player in a different kind of role. Because I guess playing the original as Joel, you know, you were playing that like parental figure. Um, but then when you're playing as Ellie, like you kind of have a completely different mindset. Like it's no longer like, oh, I have to protect this little girl. It's like, I have to look out for myself. So I think just it gives didn't... her a lot of agency too, because there were there were a lot of people in the first game who wanted access to Ellie for what she was, what she represented, and now we're getting to step into her shoes. I mean, yes, we already did that in the DLC, but we're getting to step into her shoes and let her kind of step up and take her own agency yeah. instead of being the the plot coupon that people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's huge. Exactly, giving her the agency is exactly it. Um, and again just just be kind of to be able to play in like a different kind of mindset through a different characters lens i feel like is an interesting thing that like most other series don't really have the luxury of doing um sure like they i feel like again i'm thinking of metal gear solid like you have this solid snake character and you play through metal gear solid 2 and you're playing as raiden the whole time and you see snake through the lens of him being like a legend because you're not playing as him or in the other games you are. So like, again, it's like a whole different perspective on that kind of person. You could be playing as Ellie, possibly trying to find Joel. Like that's the, oh, she finds out, oh, he's still alive somewhere. And oh, he's going to go find her. You know, that could be like a huge plot point. And then she finds him and then he dies. And then she has to grow from that. Blah, blah, blah. Shit writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, Brennan's gonna get a call from Naughty Dog. God, we need a, a deadline. Two weeks. Here you go. Here's everything. <laughs> We're gonna put it on pause just for you. Get in here. 
We've already we already gone gold, brother, but we still need you. <laughs> you saying we should kill Joel? Write the oh, DLC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. But I mean, The Last of Us is—it's one of those games that I think is sort of timeless. I feel like if you own a PlayStation, you have this, or you have friends that have played it, or you've heard about it. In some way, shape, or form, because let's just be honest, PS4 games, especially their exclusive lineup, they're iconic. Sony does has great independent studios or in-house studios that make, you know, great single-player narrative-driven games. And this is just one of them. And I feel like it's definitely a force to compete with um, when we talk at the end of the year about, you know, the best games of the year. And I feel like this will definitely be on one of them. But I do agree. It's like, well, is it going to live up to the hype? And I feel like trying to say, is it going to live up something to something isn't necessarily fair because we don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> like, we might all hate the ending of the game. We might hate the character that Ellie's become because she went from being an extremely young teen to now being, you know, a young adult that has their own views that has their own you know choices and they they're self-aware so i mean we might all eventually hate it but i feel like it's going to just i feel like it's going to be phenomenal regardless of how i feel about ellie's character Mm. it's just one of those games yeah i imagine that it'll do extremely well regardless yeah probably yeah oh absolutely and you know that they're going to bring it to the next gen console. They are. That's what they did with the uh that's what they did with the last one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the game of the year edition of this will definitely be PS5. Exactly. Mm. So yeah. Hold on to your horses. Avoid spoilers for I don't know like 4 months and buy a PS5 and then play on your PS5 or pull a Haley and buy it for the PS4 and then turn around, trade in your PS5 and then get it on the PS5 too. Or you love it so much you buy it for both and then there you just we go. You have two copies and you lend it out to all your friends and, and make them play it too. You got two lend consoles. I'm, I'm a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charge your friends to play it. Make money off of them. <laughs> this is your side hustle. Letting well, and Charging you buy, all your friends to rent if, Last of Us too. If you buy a PS5, you can stick it in a separate room, so you have the PS4 in one room and the PS5 in the other room, and you can charge your friends to rent your rooms, and then you can also create a snack bar and they can buy snacks off of you. But using yeah. fresh, That's the yeah, best side hustle. Dead. That's your new side hustle. Using <laughs> restrooms is dead. Restrooms this, free. This ain't, work. this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work at all. This we already totally saw gonna... the rise and fall of renting games and movies. Mike renting out his snack room isn't gonna change much. I'd rent out his snack room. What do you mean? No, it's Blockbuster couldn't do it. You think Mike can? Blockbuster did it for like years, and then Netflix had to come along. Exactly. So GameFly is <laughs> just gonna run Mike out of business. <laughs> They're gonna come back. <laughs> GameFly is gonna ask Mike for a deal. They're gonna ask him for a collaboration. Hey, let me buy your company. 20 million, it's yours. There we go. That's how we make money in this side hustle. Nobody steal these 25, ideas. 25 million. 
<laughs> yeah, the whole point wasn't just to rent out games to my friends. The whole point was because I was trying to sell the Gamefly for millions of dollars. That's you know what I can't. I have to respect that. There's so many good <laughs> ideas in this in this conversation tonight. We're trying to make money. Profit 101. What happened yeah. to us? Where have our morals and values gone? Where we now are just selling our corporate souls into to quote golden ideas. Welcome to America, my friend. Oh, jeez. Look, as our overlord childish Gambino says, this is America. Look, I'm not saying I need cash to fund my Gwent habit, but I'm not not saying I need cash to fund my Gwent habit. <laughs> Listen, I just need cash. I don't need a funny habit. I just need cash. Like, let's be real here. I ain't gonna say no to more money. <laughs> After Haley picks up a fake $25 bill off the ground and tries to go into GameStop to buy some games, uh, she gets sadly arrested by the police. That does not actually happen. But with that, we're gonna roll it over into the next game that we're talking about called Death Come True. Oh, I'm so excited about this one. <laughs> Lots of people have uh, opinions about it, <clears throat> Mike. Anyway, um, it's an adventure game. It's developed and published by Two Kyo Games. Uh, anybody want to help me on that second one there? I, I, Izanagi. Izanagi. Uh, listen, I can't pronounce words. Haley isn't that good, even though she's an English major. Moving on. Uh, its platforms are PC. Switch and PS4. It's coming out June 2020. Not a solid release date yet, but hey, it's something. Uh, the best way to sum this up is it's it's a choose your own adventure. <laughs> we like those. It comes we like to those. us from the mind behind Danganronpa, the Danganronpa franchise, which means it's gonna be bonkers. It's a fucking movie. It's not it's a, a movie. fucking movie. We discussed this. It's a movie, dude. It's a movie. Choose your own event. It's not a game. It's a movie. Choose your own adventure movie. It's a live action game. Thank you. Dude, if you press buttons, it doesn't count as a game. Oh my God. I'm telling you. Like, this looks wild. Sure. Okay. But it looks oh, wild. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It does look interesting. It's the like, story and everything looks pretty crazy. It's a fucking movie. But it's a movie. Yeah. I just, I just want to. Just, but they I classify the visual novels as games. So this is a live action game. So is a game. Is a game. Well, well is visual novels have a lot of text to reading, and I this think this will probably have a lot of plot in it. I mean, have you played a Danganronpa game? They're incredibly plot heavy and elaborate, and this is. This is the same guy, the same guy who came up with their stories, but I think they're giving him even more freedom to go wild, and it's going to be... I'm along for the ride. I don't know if it's going to be great, I don't know if it's going to be terrible, but I am along for the ride. Yeah, honestly... Oh, sorry. Go Go ahead, ahead, Mike. I will say the only reason I'm even remotely interested in this is because it's the guy that did Danganronpa. I bought Uh, a Vita because of Danganronpa. You and and the rest of the gaming community... (laughs) I still play that shit to this day because those games are insane. So when I watched the trailer of this and found out it was the guy that did Dong and Rope, I was like, oh shit, this game could actually be pretty crazy. Well, and honestly, that's the reason why I picked it because I, I've i played one of the Dong and Ropa games. I've read the manga that they've written about it. Mm-hmm. I 
thought this was really cool and that's what kind of pulled me was that it was live action like it's actual human beings and yes that can look funny yes it can be silly because it's all pre-scripted but I still think that's really cool and being whose head this is coming out of you know it's gonna be fucking intense I mean look at this guy I'm looking at the gamer article and that guy in the black with the mask was real scary and the A's upside down and the R's backwards and it's like uh, what's gonna happen <laughs> i more than anything i have learned when someone says the word duncan rumpa just to kind of go along with it even if i'm not sure what's going on and it'll turn out great but i mean not the games the time that i was in this this karaoke bar in tokyo shortly after one of the games came out and the guy the like waiter comes up to me and is like do you want a dung and rumpa drink and i'm like sure not knowing what's gonna be in a dung and rumpa drink and he brings me this poison green cocktail and like slowly pours a shot of something bright red into it while like talking in this deep slow voice about how i must submit to despair but dang if that wasn't a good drink <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, what another thing is, is, I'm reading this article. The composer also did the Danganronpa series, but also they did the Evil Within and Killer Seven. So you know that yes. soundtrack's gonna be badass. Oh yeah! I mean, even if I don't like the game, I'm gonna be listening to that soundtrack. I think the only thing I'm not, I'm really surprised at is they're putting this on ios and android so i'm curious to see how that translates over i mean of course that's so easy all it is is just a video and you hit you know like a or b or whatever but still it's like i wouldn't want to play this on my phone and i wonder if that's not more for a Japanese audience than anything because Rumpa games have also gotten release for iOS and Android and like while I personally couldn't imagine it I have definitely seen people playing Rumpa on their phones or their commute home from work on the Yamanote line or whatever so I'm wondering if that's not because a Japanese audience is is accustomed to that from that creator like you definitely have a really good point i'm like i said like i'm really curious to see how that translates over to smartphone screens um and i'm also like curious like why why would anyone want to play this type of game on their phone like that's just so much video that you have to watch um, so, so it is video that you're watching right hmm sounds like a movie Sounds like a movie to me. Look at what I think this this article as well. What I'm liking is I'm seeing like <laughs> such and such an actor plays the investigator, such and such an actor plays the detective, the hotel employee, and then it's like the psychopath girl. Like that's just it's it's her job. Like you see everyone, all the characters listed by their occupation, and then one of them is just the psychopath girl. That's my new title. Please refer to me as that. <laughs> Apparently she was in Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, great movie. Hey, oh, wait. She plays as the uh, police detective? Wait, maybe? Hold on. I gotta look up. Yes. She plays as the police investigator. So, I think that's really cool that they got something from such an iconic movie kill bill is 
fantastic, even though I've watched it a bajillion times and still don't grasp the plot line of it. Um, I mean, that's really cool just to toss in there. She's like, still Bill. What the? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I don't get the plot line. I kill Bill like 100%. Like, what do you mean? They've also got Yuki Kaji, who is one of the most prolific voice actors of recent years, as a hotel concierge. I mean, like, (laughs) if the shoe fits. (laughs) Like, they've got this guy. He's, he's like, you see his name in every anime that's like been coming out over the past couple years. And, they cast him in this, and he's he's he doesn't even got a name. He's just hotel concierge. So if, if that's the level of talent we're getting for a character named hotel concierge, I'm here for that. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they were just like, oh, uh, we don't a- know he fits. Where do we put him? <laughs> maybe he's such a badass concierge that they're just like, he is beyond all names. He is the concierge. Maybe he's <laughs> undercover. He's a secret you know, spy. Maybe. Side note, yes, I have watched Kill Bill, all the Kill Bills, multiple times. And I I, I just, I don't know. I like them. They're it's great the movies. I, I just read the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's going to come through the screen and beat me. Oh, God. You're going to get a box tomorrow in the mail. And when you open it, a fist is just going to come out and just smack you right in the face. Probably. See, Kill Bill came out during a time when I was a lot younger, so I watched it a lot when I was younger, and I didn't fully, like, understand it when I was younger, and as I got older, I was just like, oh yeah, that's a good movie, but I never really watched it again after that, so, uh, if it's on, like, FX, I'll turn it on, just for background noise. I don't even, I can't, I can't talk to you anymore. Brandon's gonna, like, set my house on fire. Hasn't seen killed. I really think with this game, though, we just gotta be along for the ride the way that you gotta be with this guy's creations. Is it a game? Is it a movie? What the heck is it about? I don't know, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna trust it. I'm gonna give it a try and probably not be disappointed. I hope there's some great action. I want fantastic action and fight scenes. Like Kill Bill. All I know is that this is like Danganronpa. It is going to be brutal as hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean... That's another thing. Like I'm very curious to know. Like, are they going to like censor all the blood and gore and blah 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 blah? Because I feel like there has to be. Like, of course, there's going to be murders. It's called Death Come True. But like, are we actually going to see that? Because yeah. it is. I hope action. they make the blood bright pink, like the Danganronpa <laughs> games. <laughs> And that's my thing, like, it's live action, so these are, like, you're actually going to see human beings in a dead-ish state, so I'm curious to know how they're going to show that, and hopefully they don't censor it too hideously. Hmm. Really, uh, what do they usually do for that, uh... Really, honestly, depends. I mean, even <laughs> even within Danganronpa, it's depended. Like, the games had the pink blood, but then... When they got TV adaptations, they changed, they were able, even animated TV adaptations, they were able to change the blood to red. And then the the live stage show, uh, I believe, wasn't allowed to use any blood at all. So really, I swear they take these things on a game-to-game basis sometimes. A movie or whatever this is. Well, it certainly looks uh, interesting, to Uh, say the least. 
I'm definitely here for it, and I feel like this is going to be something that I purchase and play. Will I write a review? Probably not. This doesn't seem like something I'd want to personally review. Um, but it, it does have me, so I think it's, depending on the price, it's definitely something I want to pick up. Yeah. I wonder, are they going to dub it? Or are they going to subtitle? I mean, probably at the very least, we're going to get an English subtitled version, but... Do you think we could get a full dub or not is the real question. Because these are live action Japanese actors speaking Japanese. Mm, I honestly hate dubs with human beings. I hate it. Anime, I'm fine. But dubs with human beings, mm, I don't like it. Yeah, the voices never match the face. Yeah. I just they they haven't confirmed one way or the other, and I think whichever way they go on this, it could have a pretty big effect on on whether people buy it or not, and how well it does. Because yeah, most people have a strong opinion on dubs versus subs, one way or the other. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Is I gotta wait to see when it comes out how it looks, how the acting since it's live action, how the acting goes. Um, if they do dubs, voices, how do the voices sound? This is one where I'm interested. I just don't know if I could fully commit to it at this point. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where... Oh, excuse me. Um, like, if... Personally, if I didn't purchase it, purchase it, it would be something that I watch. Because it's still... I feel like it's still one of those games that... Even if you don't want to sit there and spend all your time playing it, it would still be interesting to watch somebody else play it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I plan on getting it, I plan on playing it, but that's because I feel like the creator of Rapa. I have enough goodwill for him, I have enough trust in him at this point that I'm diving in, even knowing as little as I do about it. Fantastic. The hell? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Air high five. Great job, guys. Great talk. Um... <laughs> I'm going to kick it over to some final thoughts. Um, you know, if you have any final thoughts about what we talked about today, uh, if you want to list off the games that you're going to buy or try or deny that we talked about, if you just want to sit here and spend five minutes talking about, uh, I don't know, how great your day was, I don't really care, but we're going to kick it over to some final thoughts and we'll go down the list and we'll start with Brennan. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like pretty sure I'm going to preload the Xenoblade Definitive Edition on my Switch after this podcast, so so we can play tomorrow. Um, uh, I'm really excited because I feel like I need a quality JRPG in my life now that I've finished Final Fantasy VII, and while I want to play Final Fantasy IX, I'm like taking a breather. You know, it's like I gotta just mentally digest everything. But yeah, man, I just oh oh. There's so many yeah. noises going on right now. I don't know what to think. Kate, we'll kick it over to you. All right. While I wish I could say the same thing that Brennan was saying, that, oh, yeah, I've got Xenoblade um, queued up for tomorrow, I unfortunately am coming off the tail of another incredibly long RPG, and I just don't quite think I have the time or the mental, I mean, the mental place to commit to it right now. So probably going to give myself a little break before jumping into Xenoblade, maybe do some Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, that kind of chill level stuff. Um, I just finished a six week death march to try to finish one of the longest games in existence. So, but Xenoblade is definitely a buy for me 
death come true is a buy from me no matter how ridiculous it gets um i don't know what to think about the last of us 2 yet i have feelings but i don't know if they're positive or negative feelings yet but we all of the games we talked about today seem really good and i i plan on playing them as soon as i have the energy to play long games again I'm just hoping I'd be Persona 5 Royal before Last of Us 2 comes out. Oh, damn, dude, you're still on that? I had to take a break, bro. Like, Oh, my God. Like, that shit was just draining. Holy shit, dude. Oh, good luck. Good yeah, the past couple weeks I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters just because UI Goku came out. Oh. oh. <laughs> but, yeah, out of these three games, I think Last of Us is the one I'm getting. Um, Xenoblade is tempting. Maybe I'll get it later in the summer. Um, but right now, Last of Us 2 is the one I'm really looking forward to. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, in all honesty. I want to play so many things, and yeah. I just sit here and I'm like, oh, but that takes work. For example, I s- bought The Witcher after watching uh, the show. Hey, do what I did. Six-week death march. And then uh, write about it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I booted that thing up for, I don't know, probably like an hour and I haven't touched it since. So. <laughs> just I just passed 100 hours the other day. <laughs> I need to play it. I just, I don't know. It's one of those hey. things where like, I'll get in the mood for it and then I won't touch it. For example, I did the same thing with Dragon Age. I got in the mood for Dragon Age, played that game nonstop because I was also at college and actually had the time to do that. And then I haven't touched it ever since it just sits there yeah i've racked up about a hundred hours in just over a month and i have not played anything else in weeks it's real bad yeah that was the thing about persona 5 for me is i got about 80 hours in a week and a half two weeks yeah that shit just drained me because i realized i wasn't even near finishing the game the yeah, yeah. is so real here and Haley's just I, like eh. I kind of had that hit me the other day when I was I was like oh god I still have two entire DLCs to go yeah oh, I was like damn I still got so much to do oh my Mike you and I are on the vibe and on the same wavelength with our games right now <laughs> I'm just like uh that's not me See, my real problem, my real problem is that I, uh, Gwent came out on Steam, so I've been taking a break from The Witcher to go play Gwent. Oh my god, took a break from Gwent to play more Gwent. I did! Yeah, that really, amazing. that's where I, that's where I killed myself, that's where I... <laughs> that's so funny how that ends up, though. So that's much Gwent. Great. Yeah, so Haley will be playing her movie when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably, uh, gonna, gonna play Death Come True. And of course, Matt will end up purchasing The Last of Us, so I won't see my PS4 for I don't know a couple weeks. So just don't get Death Come True on the PS4. That we have an excuse not to lend him the PS4. I haven't seen mine since FF7 remake. Uh, mine just sits here and collects dust because the only real time I turn it on is for like Netflix or YouTube. Or anything like that, because there's just nothing I want to play right now. So I, I should play more God of War, but uh, those Valkyries are hard as shit. So I just gave up. Dude, you've been saying that for months now. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> no. I, here's the line. Here's the line. <laughs> Haley gave up. Haley put it down. I'm not even trying <laughs> anymore. 
since we started this podcast, we've been bitching about those Valkyries. Yeah, That's so fucking hard! I remember you specifically talking about the Valkyries and how hard they were like, a while ago. Yeah. Like, I can't. I just can't. I try my best and I can't. I get so <laughs> close and then I just fail. She just looks at the cover and just goes, I can't. Not today. And then I put it back on the shelf. <laughs> Story of my life. Oh, poor God of War. Eventually. Oh, Every time down upon me. Although- she pulls out the game case, and a tear comes down, and she just goes, fucking Valkyries. <laughs> and on that note, while I'll get roasted, uh, we're going to end this podcast there. So thank you for tuning in. Um, like I said, we had Kate, Brennan, and Mike today, and I thank you guys for joining me and talking about these games. Uh, hit us up next month. We're going to start uh, talking about... The games that are coming out for the latest consoles, the PS5, the Xbox, whatever that one is, because nobody really plays Xbox anymore, and the exclusives that are coming out for that. So, I hope to see you then. Have a great day, evening, or afternoon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.